Hey everybody, it's John, and just a quick message before we start the show today. Wendy and I had an absolute ball working with Callie on several different recordings and different events at Sherm 19. We're getting ready to put out this episode and found out the rather stunning news about her cancer diagnosis. Wendy and I wanted to be respectful of her privacy and talk to her before releasing this episode to include this message. We hope that you will send her all your positive energy and vibes If you're of the religious persuasion, prayers are certainly appreciated as well. There is a GoFundMe account that's been set up for Callie's medical expenses. We hope you'll consider donating to that as well. There will be a link to that GoFundMe in the show notes. But again, we wanted to share this episode because we had so much fun talking and really enjoyed getting to know Callie in this way. And Callie, we're pulling for you. We'll see you soon. Welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 72. John and Wendy talk to Callie Zippel. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How's it going, John? Well, we are recording in Vegas. Yes. Not on our equipment. (laughs) We have a a gentleman by the name of Randy helping us out. Randy, appreciate that. Thank you, Randy. Uh, This has been really a a really crazy week, Wendy. It it has been. It's been a lot of fun. We're hanging at uh, the Sherm 19 conference in Las Vegas been here for a few days and uh, we're a lot more popular than I expected John I'll have to say that Um, we had a happy hour on Saturday and had about 25 people show up which was so much fun and uh, been running I feel like we're running it's it's been a crazy crazy week yeah we were fortunate enough to take part in the emerging professionals event yep. and had a great interview with uh, kevin hubbard yep. which according to what the calendar is this his co- his show may come out after this one. <laughs> whatever john's schedule is to edit right but, uh but no had a great conversation with him and then wow our social hour chat with namely you know what i'm going to say folks it was bananas it was bananas i'm going to agree with that we were so blown away by the yep. response our friends at namely were blown away by the response their blue vodka lemonade was incredibly tasty. It, it went down a little too smooth. Um, and it was gone quick. It was gone quick. It was a lot of fun. And we actually were tweeting. We were we were tweeting while we were there. People were um, participating um, who are not here in, at Sherm, which was so much fun um, to see them. And uh, I have the uh, Wakelet out on our Facebook page. So if you did miss it, please um, visit the Facebook page to see what, the, what the, we were chatting about. And we had uh, Eric... Newt's in there, and he talked a little bit about uh, data analytics. If you guys wanted more, we'll have him back. It was kind of weird to be having having a drink in your hand, tweeting, and then trying to think about data analytics at the same time. Oh, we had a we had a great time. It and was again, fun. We're incredibly appreciative of Namely, and have had some yep. great visits with some other folks about potential opportunities down the road. You yep. just never know. <laughs> but now we've talked quite a bit, yes. and, and we need to get our guest on. Found out that this is her first time on the other side of the microphone, which is going to be super fun. This is our third crossover, Wendy. Third crossover. Hashtag yep. HR Podcasts. Uh, we are yep. uh, big fans of, of what she's doing, and we she was kind enough to invite us to take part in the super session and then be on her show, which yep. is going to be out on July 16th, yep. uh, tentatively. So look out for that. But I'll let you, let you make the introduction and we'll get started. Yep. Super excited to welcome Callie Zippel to the show. She is the podcast host of Honest HR, which is the Sherm podcast. So be sure to check that out. 
She is SHRM's SCP certified and the field services director for SHRM for Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And uh, she has uh, been a fan of ours, and we are a fan of hers. So, Callie, welcome to the show. Our first question is always, what's in your glass? This morning, I'm looking at it right now, is apple juice, actually. <laughs> and uh, if I let it ferment a little bit, it'd probably turn into beer. So might be. I might <laughs> I might say some sort of beer, but right now it's just apple juice. And I have to say, because I, depending on timing of this, you will hear me give Callie a hard time because um, she did not get me my mimosa for the Young Professionals session, but she did provide me with uh, champagne and orange juice today. I am not drinking that right now, but um, she has fully redeemed herself. So thank you, Kelly. Well, Kelly, you know we've we've gotten to know you a little bit over the last bit of time, and yeah, I know I know what you're doing now, and I know I know about the podcast. But how exactly did you get your start in human resources? In HR itself, so I started as a recruiter. Actually, I was introduced to HR at school at St. Norbert via a invite to get extra credit to attend a SHRM meeting, which I needed for the class that it was offered for, which was not HR actually at the time. So I went to my first SHRM meeting on campus and uh, it was the Harley Davidson HR director and she was real cool. And I said, I could be cool and be a professional. (laughs) So HR might be for me. Uh, And so I pursued an HR and leadership focus for the rest of my time in school, uh, and then went right into recruiting. So I did third-party recruiting for a little while, wanted to do a more HR generalist track. So I moved from uh, third-party recruiting to a heavy recruiting HR generalist role, but that was my start in the HR generalist track. So I did HR generalist for a little while, went over to a shared service team, Uh, and then supervised a shared service team, did a little bit of total rewards in there too, and then uh, HR manager work prior to coming to SHRM as the field service director a little over a year and a half ago. Yet another third-party recruiter, Wendy. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of you out there. There's a lot of us out there. A lot of you out there. A lot of us out there. So let's talk about that a little bit more. What led you to move from doing HR to actually working for SHRM? This is... An interesting question, and I get it a lot because the role that I'm doing is not technically HR practitioner anymore. When I started in the role that I'm in now, the field service director role, uh, it was it's all about building relationships, really. Uh, and and if HR is not a relationship builder or a relationship maintainer, uh, I'm not sure what role HR has. So it was an easy transition for me to make from the HR practitioner role to this relationship manager, relationship builder role. Uh, And I had a big passion for SHRM. I've volunteered for SHRM for a long time, started as a student, as I said, uh, from a volunteering perspective, and then just stayed involved in the organization. And so when they came to me and said, we'll pay you (laughs) instead of uh, doing volunteer work for free, I said, sure, cool. I I can do that. I can mess with that. So that's what brought me here. Kelly, we've heard a lot about uh, things going on within the organization, a lot of initiatives that have that are really starting to kick get kickstarted, and, and just a lot of energy around several things. Anything that you, in particular, are excited about, and in, in, particularly in your role, and you said building those relationships, working with the the community geographically that you have, but in, in globally as well with some of the things you do. But things that are ongoing or things that are getting started that you're really excited about, and and what what's the draw for those things? So I have some chapters in my in my region who are doing some really cool stuff as it relates to hiring veterans. 
and then also getting talent back to work. So those are two really big initiatives that SHRM has been pushing for a while now. Veteran, the Veterans Initiative has been along uh, around for longer than the Getting Talent Back to Work initiative, but both are still very hot and very in right now from an HR professional and HR practitioner space. So I'm really excited to see some of the things that my chapters are doing. I've seen a lot of chapters or some chapters host job fairs for veterans or for individuals who uh, are spouses of veterans just to get the awareness into the organizations in their areas about this untapped talent pool. Likewise, the Getting Talent Back to Work, I know a lot of my chapters have been singing this song for a while now, but now SHRM has this initiative that's really lighting that fire. And so I'm excited to see how our chapters are picking that up uh, and implementing and running with it. Uh, But those are the two initiatives that I think are relevant and now and big and cool from a SHRM perspective. It's been really fun to watch the the veterans one. The the training program mm-hmm. that was put out recently is phenomenal. Um, I and it's had, free and it's free. It's free. Do and it, you don't do have it, do to it. be HR, right? It's there's a lot of great HR learning in that because um, I know John and I talked about it, and I um, a, a bunch of us in my office have completed that training. Um, Sanford has uh, a huge initiative for hiring veterans, and uh, we you know they they have special badges that are marked so you know who our who our vets are. Uh, there's a lot of learning in there that is here's just some basic HR learning if you are don't have an HR person in your office and you want to do this so it's it's a really wide ranging but I found it beneficial and I learned a lot because there's a lot that uh, I've said this to the vets that I work with you all speak a different language yeah <laughs> they do yeah and we need to figure out how to translate that and because even amongst the military um, because I was talking with someone who was in the Air Force. She's like, I can't speak to Marines. I can't speak to the National Guard because they have a completely different language as well. And I think that's the biggest challenge is translating those skills and um, helping the vets to be able to explain it to us and for us to be able to explain to to the vets. Um, I'm gonna, I do have to give a shout-out to, to Stanford because if you are a vet and you are searching for a job in our area and you type in your code, it will bring up your jobs. And so I, that's one of the coolest things I think that we've done. Sorry, it's my turn. We got, I got talking on that. I got yeah. excited about that. <laughs> but we are on a podcast, so let's talk about that a little bit. You launched Honest HR last year. Um, and it's been fun to, to listen to what you've been sharing. So tell us, what was the draw to start it? Um, kind of what's been the focus? How has, had it, how has it evolved? And what's coming up you want to share? This is also a wild ride for me <laughs> as I think of, of the podcast. You said earlier that you are more popular than you thought you were. Yeah. Um, I can't say that yet, but I did have <laughs> the first person come up to me yesterday and was like, you don't know me, but I really like your podcast. And I was like, this isn't real life. So... <laughs> I, yes, it is. It, it is, it's actually. <laughs> it, I don't know about that yet, but oh, I'll, get right. I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, but the podcast came about because I was new to the team uh, in January of last year, so two Januaries ago. And they sort of said, give us some ideas. You know, what are, what are the youngins? Because I would like to still call myself young. What are the youngins into these days? And I said, well, apps and podcasts. And uh, when I said it out loud, it wasn't like I... I want to start a podcast, right? But they came back to me a couple months later and was like, hey, if you, if you want a podcast, man, have a podcast. And so then we started, <laughs> I started finding some people within the organization that had that passion as well. 
And so we started it. Uh, we started on a pretty rough system, which was literally just a conference call line because we weren't sure what the response was going to be. And we wanted to at least put something out there to the point um, of, of the episode that you guys joined me on for Honest HR. We wanted to put something out and see if people would listen, and they did. And so then once we started seeing that we had a listener base and that people were interested and were sort of vibing with what we were putting out there, we upgraded. So season one was a little bit about trying to find ourselves, find, find our path, find our way. I started with actually a coworker of mine at Sherm who has since left the organization. So it was a, a dual host podcast uh, at first. And then once she left, I sort of picked it up and was like, let's see if I can do this by myself. And so ever since then, I've been the um, only host of the podcast. But for season two, like I said, we, we upgraded. We upgraded the audio. We started being a little bit more planful about the topics that we've been putting out there. And by being more planful, we've actually been able to offer PDCs for listening to the episodes. So we keep them all about 30 minutes. And as we stack on various episodes that sort of speak well to each other or have overlapping topics, we're able to offer PDCs for listening to those episodes. So that's been our quote unquote upgrade for the podcast. But like I said before, it's been a wild, wild ride. Well, I have to ask podcaster to podcaster then. So you've been you've been doing it for a little bit now. What's the biggest surprise or the biggest flub you've had? Well, you know something that, <laughs> something that, something you're willing to share. Yeah. Not not everybody's willing to share their deepest darkest secret. Right. I'm stealing that from another podcast yeah. I've been on. But something you know something that you've learned about yourself about podcasting. Something that you didn't expect. This comes back to vulnerability for me. I read the reviews. <laughs> of the podcast on uh, iTunes. And I am one of those people that take everything very literally and very seriously. And again, as we talked about on our, our the Honest HR episode you guys joined me on, not everybody loves you. Not everybody's your friend. And there, are, there was some things that we need to work on from an audio perspective and, and some other things. But I opened myself up to reading those reviews and they stung a little bit. Uh, and so I had to get a little bit better about receiving that feedback and working with that feedback and not letting it derail how I was feeling about the success of the podcast. Because people can tell you all day about how great you are, but then the one person that tells you you suck sort of over overcasts all of the positivity. So it was one of those things that I learned to listen to that person but not allow it to totally overlap the way I was feeling about general success. We, we as humans tend to focus on those negative mm-hmm. ones. Um, I, you know, when I've done conferences and you start reading the reviews and you're just like, you could have a hundred excellent reviews and then there's one or two, one, one or two that to kind of pick on something we were talking about, about Brené, you know, somebody swore. She said, she said the S word once and that just ruined the whole thing. Like, and then you just obsess on that. And it's like you need to let people have their say and then kind of let it go with it because and we'll end again, you know, a lot of conference complaints are, it was too cold in that room or it was too hot in that room. Mm-hmm. It's hard, though. It's, it's hard. hard. It's, it's hard, hard to, let it, go. to it is. And that the first time I read a negative review, I'm pretty sure I cried. Um, it, but not like in public or anything. So <laughs> behind closed doors. But it was one of those things where I was like, man. I, what I should have recognized about that negative review is that people are actually listening and care right. enough to provide that feedback. And so after the initial 
that really was a gut punch. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, people are listening and we got to do better and get more listeners. Right. right. So, uh, that was, that was a tough learning. Well, I me. think if, if the feedback is constructive and giving you something to feel good about, yeah, you can feel bad for a minute, but if there's some, you know, as long as they're giving you actual feedback, I think that's the important thing. If they're just coming out and saying, well, you suck. Those are the ones you let roll off. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And you will meet more and more people that you have no idea who they are that will walk up to you and say, are you so-and-so? I know last year, yeah. especially that's what was like for us in Chicago. The number of people that came up and said, are you John? Or, Hey, you're mm-hmm. Wendy. Oh my gosh, I listen to your show. And it, it it's humbling. It, it's yeah. still surreal to think that somebody literally could be on the other side of the planet listening to you. No clue who they are. Right. And that they come up and say hello and, and want to talk to you and shake your hand or take a picture. Whatever. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's it pretty is. amazing. That's a lot of fun. Good. I have things to look forward to, though. Yes. <laughs> Good. Yes, you do. <laughs> and now you get to look forward to everyone's favorite part of our show, the half-hour question connection, which it is. It is a lot of fun. Talk about your first professional mentor and what was the most important thing that you learned from them? Yeah, so I got to give this one to my professor, Matt Stolick at St. Norbert. He was the professor who offered extra credit for attending SHRM meetings. He was my stats professor because I started school as a math major, for the record. That went really well for me, wink, wink. Um, (laughs) And I was in stats class, and he was offering extra credit to attend this group he was an advisor of. And just by way of going to get that extra credit and then getting involved in the organization was how I got introduced to HR. So I have to throw it up to Matt uh, or to Stolic or Stolly. Many nicknames. He would be, he's the first person that comes to mind for sure. Who's one person that you've gained in the last year in your network that you think more people should know? Do you know what my answer is going to be to this one? Hashtag Stateline Crew. <laughs> yes. So, nice. Yes. My, the people that I've gained in this last year has, are all part of the, the Stateline Crew. We get together uh, every other month about, and I've, not been able to make as many of them as I'd like to because of travel for my work uh, and other things that come up. But um, this group is from Wisconsin and Illinois, and so we call it the State Line Crew because we get together in Wisconsin, and then we get together in Illinois, and we sort of switch off every couple months. But they are some of the coolest people and some of the realest people and authentic, you know, authenticist people. <laughs> if that's a word. I think it's most authentic, They're but we'll sure. let it go. Okay. Yeah. Authenticist people that I know. We're able to have conversations about who we are as real people, but also about HR stuff, too, if we have things coming up uh, or that have come up in the workplace. And uh, it's just great to have a network, a network like that that you can meet IRL in real life when you have the opportunity to do so, but also network with them online and via email and via texts and uh, stuff like that. So I've been very fortunate to be brought into and invited into that hashtag Stateline crew group. And I think it's fair to say that you are the, you are the last of the kind of the core group to come on yeah. the show. I, I think this completes our collection. We've had Mary, <laughs> we've had Kyra, yep. we've had Paula Lond, we've had uh, Alyssa, and we've had Jeff. Nice. Yeah. So is you, there anybody else? I mean, the, 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 that, that it, kind of those five folks I know have been there all the time. I, it's, that make you. That's sick. the start. Yeah, See, yeah. There that we go. was the Wendy, start. Wendy, we are. We've co- we've completed our collection, completed, and, and I'm a huge fan of the whole state line crew thing. I think it's yeah, amazing you to see job. what you all have done as a group to to do to do that to show that we can be personal, that we can be connected, and that we can have fun 
not it doesn't have to be at a conference necessarily. It can just right. be localized and that. I, I, I just I'm such a fan of that and. I appreciate being adopted by the state line group. Mm-hmm. I got I a wristband and everything. <laughs> yep. so. Well, and it's cool because I call them friends before I call them like professional connections too, which is not something I would have been able to do or would think to do a year and a half ago. It's been, it's been great. Well, Kelly, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Uh, you're going to mess up at some point and you're going to have to roll with it. Um, I think when I started my career and as I continue my career, this is another thing I talked about with somebody else who has come on a former episode of, of Honest HR is that as a perfectionist, because I am a perfectionist, uh, it's been hard for me to realize that I make mistakes. So one of the things that I would tell myself early on in my career is that mistakes don't define you, but they help you grow in such a way, even more so sometimes than success because you know that you'll never do it again and you can learn from that mistake and just become a better person and a better practitioner, a better professional as a result of that mistake. Uh, And I think after the first or second or third mistake where I finally went, this is okay. Like I can, I can learn from this. The first couple though were lost sleep nights because like I said, as a perfectionist, I want to do everything right a hundred percent of the time. uh, And that's just not realistic. Kelly, I know you're doing a lot. How do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? One of my favorite things to do is visit chapters or HR groups who are interested in having an educational presentation uh, put on by me. So part of my job is to travel to some of the chapters and affiliates in my area and do presentations. So some of the presentations that I've done are on effective communication. I actually went to Paul Lalonde's Kishwaukee group and did a communications uh, presentation, which was really great. I really enjoyed that one. But I also do presentations on the future of HR and skills gap and hiring veterans and things like that. And so being able to build my confidence as a speaker, as a presenter, but also give back to the HR community in a way that allows me to provide them education is one of my favorite ways I'm able to give back to others in the HR space. What's your favorite movie? This is a tough one, and I knew you were going to ask me, and I came up with, like, five. (laughs) And I whittled it down to, and this is a game-time decision, I will say A Time to Kill. Oh, that is a good one. That's one of my faves. Yeah. How about your favorite musician or band? Do you ask me my favorite song? Or is that is that not one of these questions? Okay, well, good. Then I'm gonna. This is gonna be it. Could be. So, (laughs) yeah, part B. Uh, I'm gonna say Train. And uh, as the artist, I think. But my favorite song is uh, Drops of Jupiter. And we, I got married to my husband a year and a half ago, and we went the non-traditional route and actually danced to Drops of Jupiter as our first dance song because I couldn't... It, it was my favorite song, and so everybody was like, what's your first dance going to be? And I, I didn't want to do any of the, like touchy feely country ish love you very much songs and i kept coming back to well it's my favorite song like why wouldn't that be my first dance song and he was he's a dude so he was like yeah cool whatever you want honey so that was my first dance song and it'll always be my favorite song regardless of that fact but it was a really cool way to bring my favorite song because music is a big part of um what i like to do which is i think another one of your questions but yeah so that's that's where i'll leave that one 
Well, my first dance song at my wedding was If I Had a Million Dollars by the Bare Naked Ladies. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you of, <laughs> of uh, the non traditional first dance. Yeah. Something that's meaningful, you know. Yeah. True to our authentic self there. Absolutely. <laughs> How about a favorite TV show? It just ended, which is a bummer. I will still say Big Bang Theory is, oh. is one of my faves. I don't watch a lot of new television shows, but I Big Bang Theory is one that I would watch regularly as new episodes came out. But NCIS is always on in the background when I'm at home. Either NCIS or Law & Order, those are my two very longstanding TV shows that I will always have on in the background as I work. Uh, but Big Bang Theory probably takes the cake for that question. So as we find connection, you talked about Train and, and Drops of Jupiter. From a podcast perspective, did you know Pat from Train had a podcast? No. I don't know if he's still doing it or not, but it was awesome. I used to listen to it hmm. a lot, and he interviews other musicians and what have you. He's a really good interviewer. Yeah. He's really entertaining. Uh, I, I want to say it was called the Pat Cast. Don't hold me to it. It's been a long time since I listened to it, but something to look for. Yeah. Type, yeah. Just type in Pat from Train Podcast. You'll find it. It's, it's it's fun. It was I, I listened to it especially. I like listening to singers, singer singer songwriters or music you know musicians talk to other musicians about craft. That's just I, mm. I like kind of how they dig because they think they you would think they all think they don't think necessarily the same way. And so there's a lot of that kind of conversation in the, in the, on that show. My plug to you. Yeah, on this. There you go. I like having, it. Yeah, having said that, then if you're not listening to Train, you're not not watching A Time to Kill or uh, the NCISs. I guess you're watching all of them, not just the original or, or the Law and Orders. All of them. Uh, what else do you like to do outside of work? I like to read. I'm not a very good like HR or professional development book reader. I'd like to be better at that. I am a criminal and thriller and other sort of book reader. So my go-tos are like your Pattersons and your Silvas and those sorts of writers. So I would say reading those sorts of books is my go-to. It goes along with the NCIS. It and does. Order. And so if you saw the yeah. podcast that I've subscribed to too, you'd be like, this chick is kind of <laughs> weird, but I dig it. That's, that's what I do on my, in my free time. So Kelly, if you weren't in HR, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? I just talked to my husband about this the other day. One thing I think that I would love to do and applied for a job when I was in high school to do, but didn't get it, was a flower arrangement or a florist person. Um, I love the way they're creative with the different flowers that they can use and how beautiful the bouquets and the arrangements look. And like I said, I applied to be a worker at the local flower shop uh, when I was in high school and I didn't get it. And I wonder sometimes, this is a conversation I was having with my husband, if I had gotten that job, would my path to the profession that I'm in now look different. Uh, and I, that's one of the things that I wonder, cause I still, I still look at flower arrangements and I'm like, this is, I could do that. That's pretty. I like it. So that's what I think I might be doing if I wasn't doing what I'm actually doing. Very cool. I think you're the second person that's brought up floral arrangement florist. I think really since we've um, been doing this, I think I heard that I remember maybe it was wedding design maybe i think it was instead, wedding maybe, maybe wedding, wedding design florist like exactly, i'm not thinking i'm not remembering florist but i'm wedding maybe well regardless callie yeah. we're glad that you didn't take that path because right. if you did we wouldn't be talking to you today we wouldn't have this relationship that we've developed and and, and and we're so appreciative not only to have you on the show but to do honest hr to be taking part in the emerging professional session earlier this week yep. uh, there may be some people that listen to this show that that don't know you and that have gotten to know you a little bit now that want to follow you what's the best way for them to reach you out there online 
The best way would probably be LinkedIn, so they can find me at Callie Zippel. Last name is Z-I-P-P-L-E. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Sherm Callie Z. Don't do Facebook professionally, so uh, those are my three platforms that you can find me on to connect. And what about the podcast? Oh, yeah, that's a thing. So um, the podcast, it's Honest HR. You can find it on anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. But we also have a website that allows for you to interact with the podcast in a little different way. It's sherm.org slash honesthr. There are all of our episodes out there, so you can listen to it right on the web. But we also have a mechanism for you to provide feedback. So if you have topic suggestions or guest suggestions or just want to give us some feedback on the podcast, you can do it right from that sherm.org slash honest HR website. And like I said, we'd love to hear from you. We will make sure we have all that in the show notes. Yes. Wendy, what about you? What's the best way for the listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the fourth Sunday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will find me on Twitter as part of the HR Social Hour monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Easiest way to find me, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Left-hand side at the top of the screen, you're going to see three little lines. If you click those, open it up. You'll find all my social media accounts there. You'll find other episodes of the show, Sherm 19 related and otherwise. Take a listen, download, rate, review, anything you can do to help boost the signal we always appreciate. Make sure that you check out our our episode of Honest HR. We'll make sure we'll be sharing that uh, once it's available after July 16th. But, again, we always appreciate the opportunities that we have. It's been an absolutely amazing time in Vegas, Wendy. I know we're going to be doing some more recordings uh, to come. But, again, Callie, thank you so much for being part of the show today. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And, as always, be sure to connect give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.